Hello and welcome to a new episode of Cannabis Conversations. I'm Michael Bancroft. In 2018, the World Anti-Doping Agency removed CBD from its list of prohibited substances. It was a vote of confidence for cannabidiol, which has been proven to help relieve pain and inflammation. According to a 2020 review published in Sports Medicine, CBD has the ability to promote physiological, biochemical and psychological effects useful for athletes. It may not only be beneficial for pain management, but also for performance-related anxiety and recovery. On this episode, we'll explore how CBD can help athletes maintain peak physical performance. Who better to join us than George Cruz, who's played professional rugby for England and now plays for Japan, and is also the co-founder of 4-5-CBD, a brand made by athletes for athletes. Thanks so much for joining us, George. I guess let's start with the past 12 years. You've been a professional rugby player. So what prompted your entry into the world of CBD? You make it sound like a long time, that. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, look, I, I have. A, I think as an athlete, you're kind of always striving for I don't, like marginal gains as, as good as possible recovery. Uh, you, like, There's an understanding that, especially in a contact sport like rugby, there's it's going to be a tough gig. Uh, there's going to be times when you're, you're pretty sore and so on, and there'll be injuries throughout as well. So I think in 2018, beginning of 2018, WADA, who's the World Anti-Doping Association, took CBD off the banned substances list. And also subsequently, at the same time, my co-founder, Dom Day, who's a, a Welsh international rugby player, had a operation in January. I had one in February. And we're kind of like looking around what, you know, is there any other bits we could be taking? Is there any other recovery methods we could be looking at? And um, like definitely a huge amount of hype in the in America and Canada around that sort of stage around CBD. And I guess coincided with the fact that it got taken off the register. We decided to, you know, give it a trial, found some good benefits from it. I know like a lot of people have like this crazy story around how they took CBD once and it, you know, it healed them from every sort of thing possible. We very much think it is a supplement that that should be like incorporated into your daily routine. Like there's a, there's a lot of overhype, and I'm I'm very against that. But I think with the studies and and everything everything around and, and our experiences as well as you know the, the countless customers' experiences, like there's a genuine use for it. And for us, that's kind of what prompted us to get into the world of CBD. Were you hesitant at first to try it yourself just because obviously you compete at the top level in athletics around the world and there is a lot of stigma that surrounds CBD, particularly when it comes to athletics? Uh, we were. I think that's partly why we decided to, to make our own product with, you know, so we could know where the provenance was. Like We get our product tested, batch tested by a company called BSCG, which is a banned substance control group. That tests for kind of all the banned substances really uh, that an athlete has to go through. We also get our nutrition products tested by Informed Sport or in, I think it's in America, it's Informed Choice and, and Australia, Informed Choice. But yeah, like clearly as tested athletes, I think, you know, when I said we'll be starting a CBD company up, the amount I got tested went up like double. So I, I don't know if that's <laughs> a coincidence or not, but, um, you know, you can be tested kind of 10, 15 times in a year. So in a sport that's quite well, I guess, well catered for in, in the testing facilities. It's, it's something that was front of mind, really. Uh, we worked extremely hard with the governing bodies to, to make sure they knew our plans, make sure that, you know, as athletes, we, we were putting forward the best products, basically. 
Do you think that's one of the biggest issues, that there's not enough education surrounding CBD and its benefits? I think it's just a case of like finding good quality tested products. Like There are good products out there. There are an awful lot of terrible products out there as well, because clearly in a market where there can be potential for good growth and you know some interesting figures have been banded around, like there is that attraction for people to jump in and jump out quite quickly. Uh, so I'd look at you know look at ones which have third party testing on their websites, readily available, but also you know if you can get something like BSCG or get something which is like another form of I guess verification or validation, then aim for those sort of products as well. Speaking of the bodies that govern, where does Top League stand on CBD use today? I haven't really explored that too much. I think we're looking to introduce our uh, nutrition into Japan through mainly Amazon. So that's CBD side of it. They do have a growing CBD culture. They obviously got a culture which is very uh, health kind of orientated. So that is something, but also they're very, um, things like cannabis, they're very uh, strict on and there's a, a complete zero tolerance policy on, on areas like that. So although obviously CBD being an extract, it's a growing area and there is as regulation proves around the world, you know, this, this will also be seen throughout Japan, I'm sure. How does playing for Japan compare to playing for England and also now running a business in an industry that is so highly scrutinized? In terms of Japan, it, oh, it's, it's, a, it's a wild experience. It's something completely different. Like I think from the UK, we're quite, um, I, I guess, sheltered sometimes to different cultures, to different um, experiences. And, and this is something which has been unbelievable as a personal growth level uh, i've also clearly the rugby is quite good as well i've enjoyed that uh, enjoyed playing a different style but in terms of their scrutiny I, yeah you just got to play i guess understand the rules and regulations uh, and and accept them and they're quite a process driven country so like you know there'll be a lot of red tape that they have to go through but as i said like legislation will change uh, at some point and is changing around the world consistently so is CBD mostly used for recovery or how is it useful in training? Yeah, I've used it for sleep uh, and, and recovery mainly. So that's kind of, uh, that'd be the, the main areas that I'd have it for. But we've got things like our topicals. So we've got a joint gel and a, and a muscle balm. Uh, the joint gel has active ingredients, you know, and it will have that sort of deep heat effect. So when you combine it with, I guess, a purpose for it, then I think that's where you can start using it along with other ingredients to aid yourself. Again, our muscle balm has a cool menthol as well as a number of other active ingredients to, to I guess, give you that use case, but also an indication of kind of when and how to use it as well. So it sounds like there's a lot of room for these products to be further improved as more and more people use them and you get that feedback of how beneficial they are. Yeah, I think everything has to be customer-led or consumer-led. And like the amount of feedback we get, the amount of, you know, how much we listen to, or I guess how much a company has to listen to their audience and their customers, I think the ones that kind of stay ahead of the game are the ones that listen to them the most and, and constantly review their products and, and see where the market's moving. As a company, we're very much against the idea of uh, kind of doing more fad items. So like we won't have a, a face mask or something, something which, you know, the efficacy of actual absorption is, is pretty low. We'll, we'll tend to stick to our, our mains, which are oils, capsules and, and topicals. But that, that's just our company stance. We want to produce the, the most effective products as possible, along with our nutrition range, which again is, is all about 
what are the most absorbable methods? What are the most absorbable minerals as well? So we're kind of like geared towards less of the quick, fast and boom things, but rather things which people will get an effect from. What kinds of blends do you find best work for intense exercise? I mean, how difficult is it to find the right balance for training and performance, given how new the industry is? Uh, I mentioned our, our topicals. I think that they give, like I said, that sort of use case and, and also like our uh, joint gel will be something you, you'd use to warm up. And it has a, uh, you know, it has CBD along with a number of other ingredients, including like a, a deep heat style warm sensation around it so that's a kind of grouping things together to get the most benefits out of as many ingredients as you can i think that's sort of like the the area in which we'll be going down more speaking of balance how do you balance the two lifestyles it's very hard to run a successful company while you know traveling the world and competing on a professional level as an athlete yeah i think um it's a tough one like sometimes there's it's just a, it's a good balancing act. I think I'm highly passionate about my rugby. You know, I understand where I'm at in my career as well. I think it's uh, I'm, I'm 31, so I've still got a, a good a number of years. But I understand that I also get highly passionate around business, around stuff outside of rugby. I like I think it's a journey you find like you. It's not necessarily everything has to be about rugby 24/7. I think you you grow over time to realise that you can actually start playing better rugby when your mind is sometimes off playing uh, or reviewing training every 10 minutes in your head, like those sort of things which allow you to switch off. For me, I've found them hugely beneficial. But I guess also in terms of company-wise, like we've got a great team in the UK. We're hiring more, we're growing more. So I'm in charge of a few aspects which, you know, suit my personality, suit my strengths. And they're the things that I add most to the company. So do you remember the actual time when you decided you wanted to be a founder? And because obviously lots of people think about it or dream about making their own companies, but very few people actually follow through and you yeah. did. So so when was that and what made you do it? Yeah, like it's tough because I, I was into rugby quite late. I say quite late. I was 18 when I got my first trial at a professional club, Saracens. A lot of the lads that were in that academy had all been there since they were kind of 13, 14. So I was very much uh, getting prepped to do, you know, studies. You know, I was quite academic. I quite enjoyed that sort of aspect of learning and kind of what it entails. So I was ready to do that. I then got a trial, was lucky enough to get a year's contract and it kind of went from there. But I was very focused on and lucky to be in a club called Matt Saracens, which focused very much off field as well. And that's when I got like a business degree alongside my rugby. And, and I think at that point, finishing that around 23, I was just like, you got a bit of time on your hands when you're a professional athlete. Like, of course, there's, you know, it's high pressure. You, you work incredibly hard. You're tired a lot of the time or you're sore. Realistically, you do get two to three days off a week, which is mainly recovery. But you can definitely be doing stuff in that time. And I think I was like starting to feel almost guilty that I was, you know, maybe playing PlayStation or sort of stuff, just wasting time, which um, I guess in the background, I was thinking, all right, I could be starting something that I'm passionate about. I guess this is, uh, this is something that I'm, I'm hugely passionate about. It's so interesting uh, that you said, you know, at 18, that's where you got your break for rugby, because obviously most people you like hear from in their stories, you know, they eat, breathe and sleep rugby since they were a kid. But it is interesting that you have these two passions and it seems like you've always had them do you think you always will 
I hope so, yeah. I mean, they're good passions to have, I think. Like The thing that in terms of a business passion, from my point of view, when I'm a rugby player, is interesting to me because there's just heaps of learning. So like, you've got a business degree, but you're also a professional athlete to then, you know, doing investment rounds, doing retail calls, planning marketing stuff. Like there's so much which is just originally felt so out of my depth, but was on a steep learning curve. That for me, it's something that I'm hugely passionate about. We're also incredibly lucky as athletes in general, I'd say that people are willing to lend a little bit more of a hand, you know, and that kind of with the contact base you can get through rugby, especially in international level in say London or, or England, it's kind of opens up a few doors. And I think it'd be insulting, I guess, if you didn't explore those opportunities as well. Well, I think it's a, a steep learning curve for anyone. What were some of the biggest lessons you've learned to date in, you know, forming, developing and launching the business? Heaps, really. Like, I think the big one is for a person who has some idea about business, but like clearly, like I said, pretty, pretty out depth in a, in a lot of areas, just not being afraid to like ask people for advice or ask people who are clearly more experienced or for advice and kind of like leaving the ego at the door really i think as athletes like we're constantly used to being told like okay you've got a game of the weekend you you play well you do your review you play badly you do your review here's something you got to work on go back so i think that sort of like weekly or sort of regular improvement cycle is something that definitely lends itself to to athletes that want to learn more about business i wouldn't say we have a high ego that gets dented quickly so I think that the ability or eagerness to want to learn through accepting that there's other people that are a lot more experienced than you can pick their brains or anything. Are there any traits from your rugby playing days that have helped when you're now tackling running the business? Yeah, I mean, like, scrummaging doesn't really doesn't really help <laughs> in, a, in, a, in a retail meeting when you're trying to convince. Them well, to it depends if they. Yeah, <laughs> maybe they. <laughs> maybe it could. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think the, a good one is like. Team environments in sports, like you, you can really get, especially if you, you start winning some trophies or you, you, you know, you start building as a team, you can really, really become quite like quite passionate around your teammates and relationships and the team camaraderie really becomes something. I think that the ability to try and put that into a business sense in terms of engaging with, you know, anyone, the suppliers, the customers, like if you can bring that sort of ability to engage, ability to talk to your customers from a bit more of a passionate point of view, that's something which I think we might have an upper hand on. Whereas, you know, clearly there'd be a lot of areas which we would have a, a lot of learning to do on as well. Well, speaking of upper hands, what sets your company four or five CBD apart from all the other CBD companies in the market? How is it different? Uh, I think ours definitely like highly driven by active people and so like it's all geared towards that i think in terms of like, the the nutritionists we've got on board uh, in terms of the structure of the company you know we've got 10 international athletes that are invested into the company so these are like there's a company which is geared towards active people and and the products reflect that the uh, the formulations reflect that but also that you know the, the quality of the testing and, and so on is all reflected in that as well that's what i'd say like just knowing the, the provenance of the product uh, because of the fact that, you know, as a tested athlete, we need to know what it's about. I think that's um, kind of a, a USP for us. Well, besides yourself, of course, do you have any other success stories of friends or fellow athletes that have used or are using CBD and experienced positive results? We get a heap of, a heap of uh, customers and athletes as well. I think to single out stuff would be tough enough, but like, 
when we do like reviews, when we do um, customer feedback forms, when we do surveys, it's all geared around anxiety, sleep, and recovery. So there are like our main hit lists of things that I guess why people land on our sites and buy our products. And that's kind of what the products are therefore geared towards those people. Well, sleep, anxiety, and recovery are definitely three areas lots of people would like help with. George, really appreciate you taking the time. No worries. Thanks for having us on. That was George Cruz. He's the co-founder of 4.5 CBD. That's it for the show. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. Be sure to tune in next time when we'll answer more of your so-called burning questions about cannabis. Thanks for listening. Cannabis Conversations is supported by Yuma. Yuma is a global wellness brand marketing and distributing hemp-derived and cannabinoid products around the world. Check out yuma.ca for more.